Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. And this is going to be a fun show. It's going to be uh, something a little bit different than we sometimes do, because I stalked the person that we have as our guest on Google. Um, This woman, her name is Kaylee. And Kaylee, I heard um, from about seven block rooftops away, I saw this tiny little person on the roof playing saxophone and inspiring everyone during Uh, a very difficult time for the whole world right at 7 p.m. so that our nurses and our essential workers knew that they were loved and supported by their community. And so I Googled this little figure on a roof and uh, turns out that they're an amazing human being. And I would love to welcome Kaylee (laughs) to the show, our Vancouver saxophone lady. So welcome to the show, Kaylee. How are you today? I'm really well. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you. It's great. Um, Yeah, I haven't ever... um, stalked a random person from a rooftop before so tell everyone (laughs) who you are and why you were on a rooftop (laughs) oh that's funny um well it began uh 40 days ago actually i i um was aware of some the 7 p.m cheer had just had just begun and the social um you know the covid19 rules were changing not only daily but actually hourly and um i heard some you know clapping at, at seven o'clock. And, and I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, lean out the window and do my clap thing. And then I thought, you know what, no, I'm going to go on the roof and I'm going to take my saxophone and, you know, maybe just, you know, blow some notes or whatever. And then throughout the day, I started thinking sort of more, you know, if I, I, I was so proud of our country's response to this pandemic and how we, we are deferring to the medical experts and, and Dr. Bonnie Henry is, you know, she's our public health officer here in, in British Columbia. And she's sort of just so, um, she's such a rock star, actually. She's like, she's like my new hero. And, you know, I just, I thought I, we are truly Canadians in this together. And I wanted it to be a unification piece and and then and then even a global piece really i mean we are as a world all in this together and but i wanted to really highlight how canada is responding to this and so that's how i chose the national anthem and um the reaction was just electric out there i mean people just just yeah it's been an incredible journey actually it really has been that's how i began the canadian national anthem that's it's so cool it's it's the saxophone too it's a magical sound I mean I was literally sitting in my living room with my sliding door to my balcony open in downtown Vancouver uh working on my computer and I heard this sound and it it was like my whole body just got I don't know I got goosebumps and that's what I think the power of music is because it it translates to community and people and and no matter where we are where you're from music at some point has touched your life and carries you through the good and the bad times so it's such a neat 
way and and this is literally you were like a millimeter tall on the roof because you're blocked away so well i'm five ten. it's the first time i've ever been called small <laughs> we're the same height then very cool oh that's that's amazing yeah it's um, true but music does unite everybody and our love of music and mm -hmm. um and, and truly that was when I, you know, as the days went on and the weeks went on and I would look outside and, you know, more people would start to come out on their balconies and, you know, some nights, some nights, not so many, but, you know, and then, and incredibly enough, we live in the rainforest here, as you know, Brandy, we were actual neighbors down here. And in 40 days, I played for 40 straight days. We had two days of rain, two days. I was never rained out, not once. That's amazing. <laughs> It's like the, the universe knew that we needed to hear you out there and inspire us to get out there and yeah, or, harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to say though, um, and it, the your sound is a lot nicer on the ears than the pots and pans banging. Too. <laughs> it kind of sends a lovelier note out there than the clanging of pots and pans. But I just love that the world is supporting each other, and, and I almost wish that we did something like this all the time, always to let young people that are struggling with mental health, for example, know that we're here and we're a community and you're not alone, even if you feel like you are. And because the world sometimes feels kind of cold and crazy like that. So I, I, I just love it. I love it all. Um, no, I agree. Tell me who, who are you outside of this current project? What is your life like? And, and what are you passionate about in general? Uh, good question. I'm, I am uh, first and foremost Kaylee Honeywell. Um, I'm I have a few different things that I do. Um, I have dabbled in TV film work as an actor, um, uh, as a musician for the last you know literally thirty five years of my life. Um, I grew up in Edmonton, and uh, you want to talk about youth? That's how I began. Um, the saxophone. I mean, I, I started playing piano at a young age. My, my, my mother has a wonderful voice and she played the piano and, um, and then I gravitated from piano to singing, learning how to sing in the church choir. And then when I went to um, junior high school uh, and Edmonton was very heavily funded for, you know, after school programs back then. And, you know, music, I think music teachers, I, I bow down to teachers. I have so much respect for teachers that, um, you know, they dedicate their lives to molding young people. And um, my music teacher at the time, uh, well, I wanted to, I wanted to choose um, an instrument and I went in and his name was Brian Appleby. And he, you know, we talked about various instruments that we were going, that I could, I could play. And uh, I was getting braces, I remember. And we talked about maybe, you know, trumpet wouldn't be such a great instrument to play. And I always thought the saxophone was super cool, right? Super cool instrument. Because my brother, I had an older brother who had complete control over the stereo because he was my older brother. And one of his, you know, you know, the records back then that he played, one of them was Steely Dan. And Steely Dan is all horns, right? And I remember listening to like some great saxophone solos going, I want to learn how to play that, man. I love the sound of that, of that instrument. So when my, you know, first band teacher ever, Brian Appleby, put saxophone in my hands, um, it was a life-changing moment. And, you know, you want to talk about youth and being busy and being so busy that you don't get involved in some paths that you probably shouldn't go down music was one of those paths and I was you know I mean he'd have 
he'd have band practices at seven in the freaking morning before school. Like, you know, you don't have time to get in trouble or do stuff you shouldn't do. I mean, you know, before school, after school, weekends, like it was, it was, it was uh, life-changing, honestly. That's, cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, hobbies, definitely doing things, being creative. Even my parents, when I was younger, used to force me to do every sport and every craft. And, and at that time I felt like it was being forced to do all of these things, but now I'm oh. like a Jill of all trades and it kept me, my head very much in the game. And I didn't experiment with partying and boys and drugs and all that kind of stuff until I was in my college years. <laughs> So at a young age, it kept me very focused on art and people and crafts yeah. and volunteering and, and yeah. learning new things. And yeah, no, for I'm not sure. musical like you are, though. I, I spent about a year trying to play the guitar and the G string made my pinky want to jump off my body. So I quit that one. But at least I have the basics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, so yeah, what? I just I can't say enough about, you know, like I really I I get upset when I see the governments are cutting, you know, funding to schools as far as music goes I think really it's it's an invaluable invaluable resource for schools is to have Mm -hmm. um and you know music teachers don't get paid to be there from seven in the morning until six at night you know so for them to sacrifice their time to make sure that young people are getting that time in I mean it's it really truly is invaluable yeah I think it's that's very important I, I remember some of the hobbies that I had when I was feeling like left out or I don't know, just like not involved in whatever click was happening to be at the school at that time. Yep. I could just yep. go into my classroom with my art teacher, my photography teacher, the librarian, because I had a lot of friends that were teachers when I was in high school because it was a place to escape to as well. Did you did you find that with music or did you have any hobbies that were specifically that gave you kind of a, a solace away from anything that you were struggling with as a teenager? Or? Well, interesting. Good question. I, at the time... I've, I've experienced bullying firsthand when I was a kid and I, and I, and I got to say, um, it's permeated my whole life and, and my whole relationships with people is, is that bullying and I'll never forget it. And I've written songs about it. And, um, you know, I, I wrote, it was this, it was this woman who, or young girl who, and here's where the whole shift judgment to curiosity has taken me a long time to come to as an adult and that is, um, you know, I, I didn't consider what was going on in my bully's life at all. I just, I, I was the victim, you know, I was always the victim and perhaps she was going through some stuff. Right. Um, but you know, it was music and it was, you know, sports as well. Um, you know, I had a pretty good friend group, but, uh, the, the bullying piece was, was a huge factor in my younger years for sure huge you know it's it's very I love the point that you just made because the about gosh what was it 10 years ago I think is when the anti-bully movement came out and kind of Mm -hmm. swept North America and there were all these Mm -hmm. really great speakers who had great messages to offer but Mm -hmm. the term anti-bully really didn't sit well with me because mental health for me, it affects everyone on different levels. And I, I was trying to show the teens that I was working with and the young people that I was working with and relating with that sometimes the best way to combat a bully is to understand the bully. And a lot of the bullies in my high school, at least, were the ones that were being neglected at home or being physically abused at home yeah. or uh, struggled with their mental health. And that was the only way that they knew how to show it. So yeah. not taking it on me as, oh, I'm not good enough and I'm being picked on. It's 
about me is thinking about them. And I remember the biggest bully in my high school, even before all of the anti-bullying movement happened. Yep. He did something really horrible. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, t- I just turned around and said something and it was kind of almost like bullying back the way I said it, but I did it in a very gentle way. And I just said, oh gosh, you know, if you're struggling at home with your parents or your family life, or you need someone to talk to, feel free. Because what you just, the bullying that you just showed our group, I said, there, you must be in pain. And if you need to talk, I'm here. And he was so thrown. He didn't know how to. And years <laughs> later, I know him and his wife and his kids. And he did. He had a really rough childhood. And and so I love that you brought that up because sometimes we don't realize what someone's going through. And it could be the reason reason why. Not that I'm saying that bullying's okay, but we until we know someone's story, yeah. it's hard to know. So exactly. And you know, with bullying, Brandy comes, you know, a lot of it is anger. And what is, you know, anger coaching? Is it fear? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, truly, what what is what are what are they experiencing right now? I mean, what what are, what is their motivation? Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. So totally. And, mm-hmm. and bullying never goes away um, ever. It's oh. like you, you'll see it in all aspects. I mean, we see it in the media right now. And, yeah. and whether you're pro Trump or against Trump, a lot of the against Trump people are instead of picking at things that are actually important about him being a, a president that they don't like, for example, if that was their thing, they're yeah. like, Oh, his hair sucks or his, his skin or his wife or whatever. And I'm just like, that just belittles the whole point of the conversation. It's bullying yeah. about hair yeah. and makeup, whether you agree with it or think he has bad orange skin or bad comb over, whatever you think it is. Talking about the the job that he's doing, if you don't like it, and proving why he's bad at the job as opposed to picking on silly little things. I think we've become a culture of silly bullying. And it, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny to me that we're not trying to understand someone and yeah, you can not like someone, but picking at little petty things. And I just used. Yeah, I think I think I, I posted a vlog the other day about how um, hate, be, like violence, begets violence. I don't know if you've heard that expression. It's been around since the 1830s. Violence begets violence. Hate begets hate. Um, I I I don't want to use the tr- the T word, Trump word, because he gets way too much airtime. Yeah, but <laughs> um. Um, you know, there is, there is this, um, and I noticed it online and that's one of the things that I really tried to focus on when I was, when I was, you know, starting to reemerge on, on social media, as far as support for the frontline workers here and the mm-hmm. first responders and the essential workers was that I wanted it to be a positive glass half full approach. I mean, you know, there's so much negativity online there's so much negativity in our life. Like, you know, really honestly, and I, I never wanted to go down that um, road of posting because I see, we all see it all the time. I mean, you know, I can take screenshots a hundred times a day of, of people, just the whole hate begets hate thing. And, you know, people ramping up and, and, you know, you know, the name calling and the, and the, you know, the videos that are being made and, you know, the celebrities that, you know, I really don't care that you have nothing to do right now. And oh my God, too bad. You don't have 8 million people following you every day or whatever it is you do. I mean, you know, like, I don't know. I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit wary of the um, whole negativity piece online, you know? Did you ever get a chance? Do you watch Ted talks? I do. Did you ever get the chance to see the one that, um, Oh gosh, why am I blanking her name now? The young woman that was involved in the Bill Clinton scandal. Why am I blanking her name? Monica Lewinsky. Yes. Did you ever get the chance to see her TED Talk? No, is it great? It it 
blew me out of the water. I mean, when that was going on, I was a teenager and I just heard the negative press about her and be her being yeah. slammed and yeah. Bill being slammed a little bit, but also being like big up for getting, you know, what in the white, yeah. white house. And I don't think a lot of people ever thought about what she was going through. And she talked about how there wasn't Facebook and Instagram and Twitter yet, but it was emails were big yeah. at the time. And she was bombarded yeah. by hate and bullying emails. Mm -hmm. It's, it was just, and she talked about how for, for years her, she stayed in her room because she was so embarrassed to go outside. And she's like, no one ever realized that I fell in love with this man because I was a college student that was impressed by the president of the United States. And, well, yeah. and, and her mom didn't leave her side. She was afraid that she was going to take her life because she was just so depressed from everything that was happening and all the online bullying. And I just, her talk was Imagine. brilliant because it was so eloquent and you saw yeah. the very educated side of this young woman who just happened yeah. to fall yeah. for the wrong guy you know what I mean and yeah yeah, yeah I can't even imagine what she what she had to endure I mean same thing you know we were all so wrapped up in the whole Monica Lewinsky you know piece right mm -hmm. and I brought I actually brought that up uh, you know just not to sh uh, shift away from the American side but I you know I, I brought that up in my video vlog when I because I was um, targeted in the last week um, by an online bully who was not real happy about the saxophone and uh, um, I brought up the, the Amanda Todd and, you know, the Demi Lovato's and these young kids that just do not have the, the coping skills yet because, you know, you know, and I was, I, I said in the video, I said, I was thankful that I had, you know, I'm an adult and I have some experience and so, you know, I'm not particularly vulnerable and, and, you know, you know, not significant mental wellness issues, but what happens if I had been, I mean, what happens if I had been in a very precarious place um and that balancing act of of okay am i gonna let you know this hater who's posted you know my, one of my videos to her site now and is now is now they're all targeting me and sending me yeah. messages and do i let these people like it's you know you vacillate between being curious about what they have to say or and then getting upset about it and then and then honestly brandy it took me a couple of days to to really not give um, her and her haters, the power to, uh, upset me greatly. It, you know, and I, and that's kind of what my new focus is on after this Pied Piper of unity that, um, Vancouver Sox lady rooftop goddess thing. I want to move on to, um, being an advocate for youth and online, uh, hate. Yeah. I, I really do. I really, really want to find. And, and, and once I posted that vlog of being, of wanting to do that, um, I, I heard from so many people reaching out to say, I want to help you. I want to help you do this. I want to help mm -hmm. you. I, I think there's a real need. Yeah, no, I completely agree. We just have to go to a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and I'd love to hear more about um, how this all transpired and yeah. as a community sure. to, to maybe help it not transpire. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll be back shortly. Um, if you're not following her yet, it's Kaylee on Sachs. We'll make sure her link and everything is in the bio, but it's C-A-L-E-Y-O-N-S-A-X on Instagram. Uh, if you would like to follow or, or uh, Facebook, uh, and we'll be back shortly. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. 
Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to teen wealth radio to join in the conversation send an email to brandy at global that's brandy with an i at global now back to this week's show hey everybody welcome back if you're just joining us we are here with kaylee she has been playing saxophone on the rooftops of vancouver at seven o'clock as a tribute to all the essential workers that are out there during this pandemic and to inspire people and let them know that they are part of a community and not alone, even if they are isolated at home. And I love that because it's great for my mental health and everybody else that's listening. And so she's decided to come on the show and share with us. And uh, I'm so happy to have her here. Um, Just before the break, she was mentioning some online bullying that she as an adult is now currently receiving um, from a neighbor and it's forced her to, kind of think rethink things but it's also kind of inspired her to to move in a really exciting direction so tell us a little bit about you know you've been playing oh canada at seven o'clock to inspire everyone and all the neighbors have been loving it and i've been getting out on my balcony every night to really make sure i'm listening to your music and being inspired with it and pushing forward through this difficult time Mm -hmm. what what happened tell me kind of your your side of the story Okay, well, um, it actually, it's it's a bit convoluted because I was approached by the Vancouver Police Mounted Unit, the horses, um, because one of their big supporters is a World War II veteran. Her name is Margaret McDonald and her lovely daughter, Catherine, who's become a friend of mine since this. Um, they were wanting to organize a bit of a tribute because she was turning 102 years old. And so I, I, uh, I was um, contacted by the VPD Mounted Squad and uh, at, they asked me if I would kind of Pied Piper them down the street and go to, um, um, you know, social distance out in front of uh, and the 1900 block of Barclay 
to lead the chorus of happy birthday for Margaret. And I was so willing to do that. I mean, this is someone who served our country. Um, and she's turning 102 years old. If we could only all live to 102 years old. Um, I was happy. I, I was actually proud to be asked. It was a real honor to be there. And uh, so we were walking down the street. Um, um, Sergeant Susan said, you know, maybe you could play a little something while we, while we go down the, on our way. And we turned the corner and um, we're sort of standing there and I'm blowing a few notes. And I mean, let me preface this by saying the saxophone is a loud instrument. I mean, you know, you're hearing me from many blocks away. See, and I'm not even amplifying myself. I have no, I have no microphones. I have no like electric, electronics amplifying my sound. It is a loud instrument. So, um, I am cognizant of the fact that it, you know, I have, it is loud. So I was, you know, blowing a few notes. It was, you know, 11, it was like 1050 in the morning, 1055 in the morning. And all of a sudden, and it's interesting because, you know, I've always sort of thought um, while the uh, Vancouver police's uh, mounted squad is um, definitely a squad that's needed for, you know, crowd control and, um, you know, like during the fireworks, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it, it is a bit of a ceremonial unit. I mean, they do a lot of, you know, feel good kind of things. Um, and then this, I, we hear this voice as we're waiting for the birthday girl to come out of her building. And we hear this voice literally, and I'm not going to repeat it because it was bad, but screaming at us out the window of, of the, um, of the apart of this particular apartment that we were standing in front of and just how the officers on the horses responded like they instantly their body language completely changed they turned the horses toward the building they started listening they were keen they were attentive and I was going okay you guys are more than just a ceremonial unit okay this is good (laughs) (laughs) so anyway she started he she started screaming out the window you know you effing this you know shut the F up, you know, it's, you know, some people are trying to sleep, you know, sleep or, or whatever it was. It was, you know, a, a little bit more colorful than that as far as the language goes. And then, you know, had a bit of a rant and then, um, but it was nearing sort of 11 o'clock, which is when Margaret McDonald was coming out. So we just sort of kept going down the street mm-hmm. and we, you know, we were, and, you know, Brandy, I mean, Vancouver police were there. Fire was there. There was a drone up in the air. The mounted squad was there. I mean, this was a community coming together for a feel good piece, you know, honoring a 102 year old woman who served in World War II. I mean, you know, we are all living the life that we live because of people like her. We are Mm. so blessed to live in this country and to live freely in this country because people like her have, you know, she's a veteran, right? So, Anyway, we did our thing and, you know, played, played happy birthday a couple of times and there was lots of people there. And then, you know, we sort of left and it was, I felt it was such a feel good piece. I felt so good about being, I was honored to be there and be amongst the the crowd that was celebrating Margaret. Mm -hmm. And I came home and I was having, making dinner later that night. And all of a sudden I started getting direct messages from Mama, I, you know what? I'm not even going to name this person. And because, yeah. you know, they don't even really deserve the airtime either. But it was it was really hateful, cruel stuff. 
you know? Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, you disgust me, you know, the 7 PM cheer isn't about you and all this. And I I was kind of going, okay, she's obviously gone online and done done some research, but you know, she didn't do her research at all because it's never been about me. And that's what I've said from the very beginning. And if it was about me, then I wouldn't be playing Canada's national anthem 40 nights in a row. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be up there blasting. I'd be up there blasting my own songs with a huge banner that says Kaylee on sax yeah. and wor- and working my brand. But yeah. apparently, she didn't read through all my texts and all my everything. Where it's, it's just always been about the true heroes of this of this uh, pandemic and supporting, you know, BC healthcare workers and first responders, all the police out there that are you know out there in the midst of all this while we stay home and 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 are safe. Mm-hmm. Right. So then apparently she went to my Facebook and then she reposted one of my blogs that I did. And, and, and this was particularly challenging for me, Brandy, because I reemerged on social media. I've never been a big, you know, worker of any social media. I mean, a little bit dabbled here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's, you know, I, I, I so when I reemerged and started posting this, then it kind of everybody really reacted to the national anthem and the, and the unification piece. So it was I was it was public. It was all public, right? So I started. So when she, you know, reposted some of my stuff to her to her site, and then I started getting her people sending me hating. Like so, I spent an inordinate amount of time deleting messages you know, deleting stuff that people were, and, you know, private messages where people were just, just hating on me big time. And so first thing I did was I unfortunately had to shut everything down. I had to privatize my Instagram. I had to Mm -hmm. privatize Facebook, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, the comments that I was reading were just greatly upsetting, Mm -hmm. very, very upsetting, um, attacking my character and my, um, you know, my moral compass and, Mm -hmm you know, that's, that's pretty upsetting stuff. Yeah, it's really, it's sad either way. I mean, even if the people spend so much time with the negative hatred, I mean, that's doing so much damage to themselves. And it's like, what if you were go make some soup and take it to some homeless person, like, my goodness, do something better with your time than be negative, because it, it, it impacts the person that you're being negative to. And it also puts this weight on you of this negative like everything, there's no gratitude in your life. There's no happiness. There's no mo- mm-hmm. I've never understood that. And and wow, she had friends of hers reach out and bash you. Oh too. yeah, no, she she reposted one of my blogs to her. I you know, and I and I didn't want to go that extra step and go find out. You know, okay, well, what's she all about, and what's this whole thing all about? Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to give her the platform mm-hmm. uh, and the attention. Yeah, because it's not about her. At yeah. all. And, yeah. you know, and she's erroneously thinking that I'm, you know, making it about me, but she didn't do her research. And, you know, all of us standing outside that day wasn't 7 p.m. cheer. Mm-hmm. It was honoring a World War II vet. Yeah. And, and it was 11 o'clock and some, you know, I had friends reach out to me saying, oh, well, she was upset because you woke her up. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I, and I said, okay, well, 
okay, fine. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be woken up by a saxophone either, frankly. But, you know, it was 11 a.m. Yeah, but there's a difference between getting a little grumpy because you got woken up because trust me, I need about 10 minutes and a cup of coffee in the morning some days. And then going to my alarm clock and stalking its Facebook and finding, getting my friends to stalk the Facebook to tell yeah. me. And it. not just, and not just one day. I yeah. mean, she continued this for one, two, three, four, five days. And then she started reaching out to my friends and started reaching out to the young man that did a, um, a documentary on, um, he's a, his name's Dylan Wolf. And he did a documentary on a short doc on me because his company ethno wants to do positive stories um, in, you know, in the lower mainland and, you know, reached out to him and because she'd obviously seen the short doc and started targeting him. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was just, you know, gosh, like, and then I just didn't want to hide. And we, you know, we went back and forth and had some conversations about, about her motives and everything. And, and I just said, you know what, I am not going to highlight this. I am not, again, it gets back to that hate begets hate, violence begets violence. I'm not going to highlight this person because that's what they want. They, yeah. they want the attention diverted away from this beautiful, positive, feel good thing mm-hmm. and make it about them. And I was not going to promote hate. And I was very, very, it took me a couple of days to get there because obviously I was completely upset about it. Um, But it, but then I, but then I, then I found out that, wow, you know, thank goodness I am an adult. Thank goodness I, I, I I am not a vulnerable teenager that is going through some crap in their life and, and, and being targeted by a very like cruel intentioned person. I can't, and so then I went, okay, well, you know what? I'm turning this into a positive because there's a need out there and, and I need to figure out how I can be an advocate for youth yeah. um, that don't have this necessary skill set and coping skills to deal with stuff like this. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's weird too. Even, even when you do, like, even as an adult, sometimes, sometimes you think you've figured life out and you figured things mm-hmm. out and you believe in yourself and you have self-worth and and then you still wake up one day and your brain chemicals are a little bit off and you look in the mirror and you don't like how you look or your, how your breast smells. And no matter how strong you've become or what you've learned in, in your life, you still have this pang where you remember, like, I, it's, it's funny. I remember one boy when I was in high school told me that he would never date a girl that was bigger than him. And I knew that I was bigger than him. And, <laughs> but a hundred other guys also had asked me out and told me I was beautiful. And that was the one thing I remembered. It's, it's weird how our brain sometimes will, will hold on to those yeah. small little tiny negative things. So yeah. do you, do you ever have those kind of days where you just feel self-doubt, even though you do have the coping skills and do you have any tips on how you push through that or you just let it ride. Like sometimes I'll let it ride. I'll cry and have my hog and doss and, and then, then it goes away because my brain needed to process it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. And I think, and I, I just want to harken back to what I mentioned earlier and how, you know, I have been the victim of bullying before and how it has permeated my whole life and relationships with people because, and you, you, that fear. And I think the fear being couched in anger piece, Right. And so for me, for this, um, for this whole thing, like I I was starting and especially in this time when we are all, you know, staying home and isolating and we don't have human connections with people. And I'm not getting my hugs from my daughters that are self isolating on an Island right now. And, you know, I, you know, I think all of us are struggling in a myriad of different ways, not just youth, but 
again, I go back to the music. Like I, I, I wanted to turn this into something positive. So right now I'm working on a song and I want to take this song and, and make it, um, uh, do the anti-bullying thing. And, and as a, and I want to don't, I want to get it out there and I want to donate some partial proceeds or, you know, to combat online hate mm-hmm. period. Like I really yeah. think there is a need and I, and my coping skills have always been music. And so while I, I, I just thought, you know, F this person, I am going to sit down at my piano and I'm going to turn this negative into a positive. And yeah. that's how, I mean, music is, music is my savior. It always has been. I think, and I think that goes for so many people. Do you, why, why do you think, did this person give you any um, indication of why they were so angry like did they have do you think there's something in their life that made them this like I'm trying to I, I, I literally have traveled all over the world trying to understand what makes people shit on each other and what I, the, I what the whole, get it. <laughs> yeah I don't I don't I don't know Brandy I, I don't know if there is a real motivation for hate mm-hmm. um other than uh, you know I I don't know what her motivation is because frankly it was so upsetting reading her initial messages mm-hmm. that I thought if I keep reading this I'm going to go into a really dark place yeah. so I blocked her right away and then when friends would reach out to me because you know they did their detective work and I had people go and you know I had friends of mine saying repost it repost it let's find this person and you know <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that I I, yeah. I don't want to be the Pied Piper of hate I want to yeah. be the Pied Piper of unity and that was my whole intention. And that was my whole moniker from the beginning. You know, they, they started with this rooftop goddess thing. And, you know, P, and, you know, I had a, a friend of mine say, oh, you should wear a bikini and get more likes. And it's like, you know, that's just not how I roll, man. You know, <laughs> I, it's, wrong with I know, I know. But I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole way of the world now, right? Sex sells. And I mean, you know, come on, look at the Kardashian yeah. empire. But, um, um, I didn't want it to be about that. I just, I, yeah, I wanted it to be about y- unity and, and I think that's how it ended up. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know her motivation. I don't want to know her motivation. I don't mm-hmm. want, I, I don't, I stopped reading the messages because they were so upsetting and, you know, people trying to friend me now on Facebook. And I know that it's not, they don't want to, they don't want to follow me because they want to support me. They want to follow me so they can send me hateful messages. Yeah. So. Oh gosh. You know, it's, it's, it's unexplainable sometimes, unexplicable and, and uh, yeah, interesting. Well, we have to take a, a one more break before we come back, but everyone okay. will be back with Kaylee on sax very shortly. All righty. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are here with Kaylee from Vancouver. She is a saxophone player who's inspiring everyone and is now turning her attention to helping other people. Um, try and find some coping methods to deal with bullies and to, to basically block them and turn them off and, and hoping to bring people together through community and music. And, and uh, I just, I'm so glad to have her on because I, I love the story and I'm still in awe by the oh. amount of people that um, bully each other and have fear and hate in their hearts and things like that. And it just, just never makes sense to me. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Song, you know you... Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, the song that I'm writing, and, and, be, and be, just because you touched on me on it earlier about the coping piece, is mm. is is um, the song's called that I'm writing is called High Road, and I think truly we have to move towards that. We all have to move towards taking a high road at some point in our lives, and whether that be you know in a grocery store because some person's pissed at you because you're not maintaining social distance, and you look at them and you know. And, and you see the fear on their face. And yes, you could bite back by being a dick. Sorry, mm-hmm. by being by saying something not positive, yeah. um, you know, but let, let's take the high road and, you know, mm-hmm. say, oh, man, maybe, you know, there's fear there. OK, you know, let, you know, apologize, stand back. You know, perhaps they're, you know, they're older. They're worried about their underlying health issues, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So and that's what I wanted to do in all this. I just I just wanted to take the high road. And yep. uh you know, I love what you just said about, so someone told me this a few years ago and I've said it probably every second radio show, just because I think it's (laughs) such an important lesson that I learned in my life. I believe that people are kind of conditioned now to make snap judgments about other people because we're consistently seeing images of what is right or correct or the best as a human. And, and I said, I was telling someone, I can't remember who it was now. And if you're listening, please tell me who you were because you changed my life and the way I think about things. And I remember I was walking down the street and I saw someone that was different from me and my brain automatically went, oh, that's weird. Why are they wearing that and walking like that? And then my second thought was, gosh, why did I just do that? Why did I judge? And this person, when I was explaining this 
how, how I didn't like that my brain did that went, oh, no, no, but you're not your first thought, you're your second. Your first thought is just something that happens because of all these different things. I mean, we're taking things into our brain so often. But your second thought is who you actually are. And I love that because what you said, when you're at the grocery store and that person gives you a look and you make that snap judgment of, oh, oh why'd you just give me that look? But then you thought about it and said, oh, maybe they do have underlying health conditions or they're taking care of a senior family member, especially yeah. in this situation. Yeah. So you are your second thought. And I love that. Do you do you have anything like that? that uh, I, that's a great, that's a really great piece. You are your second thought. I love mm -hmm. that. Love yeah. that. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and again, it harkens back to the whole shift judgment to curiosity piece as well. Mm. You know, I, I was uh, a colleague of mine had, had brought that to the table at one point they were taking some workplace, um, you know, respectful workplace training and, and, you know, having dialogue with your colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, uh, and, shifting judgment to curiosity and again that's why i'm you know the the bully in this in this story uh you know uh one i think one of the lines in my song that i wrote is you know i wonder about you i wonder who you are do we share a similar story you know mm -hmm. i love that do we share a similar story i'm you know i, I i'm gonna talk about myself <laughs> for two seconds here because you just reminded me of something when sure. i was 16 i was when I was doing psychology, I was in my second year of university psychology because the high school I went to offered uh, a couple of university courses while you were still in high school um, mm -hmm. as a way to get ahead. And I took the first two years of psych. And I remember sitting there going, okay, in two years, I've learned every definition for mental health, but I could not figure out how I could take cognitive dissonance and translate that to helping someone. Yes, it gave me some knowledge, but it didn't allow me to understand the human spirit. And so I went and traveled the world for like, I don't know, seven or eight years or something. I went to 35 different countries, interviewed people that overcome struggles and wow. tried to figure out all of this stuff. And it keeps coming down to the same things. There's bullying everywhere. There's hate everywhere. There's love everywhere. There's compassion everywhere. Yeah. You just have to find it. And that's why I love how you blocked. You're just like, you know what? This person's going to continue to be horrible and vindictive. And I shouldn't waste my time trying to explain to someone who came into this conversation with hatred yeah. it's not like they reached out and said hey I really didn't like that you woke me up because I am this that and the other or I struggle yeah. with this and yeah, yeah. and I think you should be quieter with yourself or whatever it was yeah. direct hate and that's when you went and I think that's so important for young people to realize is if a conversation starts with hate just turn it off Mm -hmm. Because it's, it shouldn't be a part of your life. If it starts with love, maybe it's a negative, but it starts with, hey, can you just explain why? That's such a healthier way to deal with mm -hmm. shitty things, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's so true. That's so true. Um, what about the feedback that you get from your radio show when you're hearing from these youths that, like, do they give you feedback on, on some of the pertinent things that you say, like you are your second thought? Are you getting that kind of feedback? I don't know. I think a lot of people are hesitant to reach out for feedback, which I, I mean, I would love more of it. I think uh, we get a lot of like comments. I don't know. I, I would love more people to to tell me their thoughts on how we could improve, make better what they thought about things. But I think maybe a lot of them are trying to figure themselves out in their own brains. And so they're just kind of taking it like sponges. That's why I love that our guests are always just authentic and just tell their own story. And it's not preaching on how to be better or how to overcome yeah, something it's just yeah, talking yeah. about this is how I did it yeah, and yeah. you can take it or leave it so yeah, yeah no I, I mean I've talked to I think random people don't really reach out as much as some of the students that have actually been through our program and, and they're the ones that kind of say hey I really liked that 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you're a parent, tell me about being a parent. And if your kids came to you with bullying stuff and how that's kind of been parallel to what you've gone through and how you've dealt with it or were, were well, they different? Um, okay. So I grew up in a household, um, in Edmonton where both my parents were academics and we didn't have cable in our house. Mm-hmm. And we had a dictionary at the table that if, you know, if you needed to, you know, oh, well, my mother was all about, oh, well, let's look that word up or, you know, whatever. Um, And so when I um, and my husband decided to have uh, a family, um, and it was really pre-Brandy, it was really pre-sort of Kardashian social media. I mean, yes, you know, it was around, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and the whole smartphone thing, but my daughters are 20, almost 24 and, and 21 now. So, um, we didn't have cable either. I, I, I was very, you know, sort of, you know, having a thousand channels that they could choose. You know, we had a, we had a cottage that, you know, we take the kids out of town and escape from a lot of those pressures as young people undergo. Um, they were enrolled in French immersion. So it's, they, they call French immersion, um, private school for poor people. Um, and because it, it really truly does give you smaller classes and, you know, you're, you're going, your your peers are a smaller, um, subset of, of the high school thing where you're, you know, you're learning a second language and, I, you know, honestly, they were blessed. They had, they were in great years. They, I, I don't, I don't think my kids, either of them have experienced that kind of bullying or hate. Mm. They were really blessed in a, in a fantastic peer group here in Vancouver. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good yeah. to hear. I, yeah. I haven't heard that about uh, French immersion schools. <laughs> <laughs> was, up in Canada, we have French immersion schools, everyone, where you can uh, learn yeah. French. And yes. learn subjects in French while you're studying. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I wish I'd taken one of those because I can literally say I'm hungry and pickle and mustard and I think grapefruit because pamplemousse is such a cool word in French. And that's about <laughs> all I know. So I'm a bad Canadian. I know. <laughs> pamplemousse is pamplemousse, my friend. Pamplemousse. Oh, sorry. Is See, fantastic. that's how bad my French is. <laughs> How's my cornichon? Am I okay with the pickle? <laughs> Moutard. Yes. Oh. <laughs> There you go. We built a sandwich in French class first year, and I think that was the only thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I'm grateful that they that they did. Uh, I mean, that they were in in amongst a really great group of kids for sure. And how do you think we, as a country, a nation, a world, a community? Because I I don't think any a Canadian is different from an American or an African or a Brazilian, like, I just, I feel like we're always separating. It's like high school. You got the jocks, the nerds. Why do we do that? We all bleed the same blood. We all cry when we lose someone. We all fall in love and get our hearts broken. We all taste strawberries. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what can we do as a world, as humanity on a community level and a country level and North America? Like, what are your thoughts on how we can make improvements and reduce hatred and share our stories? Like I love the radio show because we get to share stories from people all over the world that have experienced this similar, not the same life, but similar experiences and emotions. And, and hopefully we get to listen to each other and realize that we're all really the same, even though we're very different, you know, what are your thoughts on moving forward and how do we create a better network and community for people? 
because we have to, we have to do better. I just, I believe our young people are confused as to how to move forward positively sometimes. Absolutely. And we really do. And that's a great question because, um, you know, uh, for instance, the, um, the good news, uh, John, what, what's that office guy, John Kriskinski or whatever, he started this good news network or good, whatever it is, like yeah. positive stories, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. but very American based, mm-hmm. you know, only American celebrities are joining him only, you know, yeah. I really do. And I, and I, and I did mention this one, when, when um, I posted that uh, vlog about bullying is that, you know, we're moving forward, waiting out this pandemic to a very online existence. Mm-hmm. And we are all susceptible and vulnerable to to um, online hate and bullying, and we do need to do better. Yeah. And I tried to do a little bit of work, research, Brandy, as to what is available out there. What what are the resources? Well, you know, and it just doesn't seem to be a clearly defined set uh, a path that yeah. you know. Oh, okay, this is what's available to me. I'm 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 a Canadian. I'm I'm this old. I'm a Caucasian. I live in Vancouver. What are the resources available to me? You know, how do I even find something like that? How how do I search for something like that? And I think honestly too is that our our world is so divided because, and I think it truly is, and I don't want to give him any airtime, but you know, our proximity being north of the 49th parallel, and we share the largest unprotected border in the world mm-hmm. with, with someone who, who is clearly not mentally well, mm-hmm. who is, you know, and you know, they call themselves the greatest, you know, country in the world. Well, I'm sorry, you've lost that moniker, my, my friends down there. Mm-hmm. And you are no longer the greatest country in the world. We all look at you. You, It's shameful what's going on in, in your country. And I really don't know how to feel connected with the rest of the world in this. All I know is that we are all truly in this together globally. And I think like doc, Dr. Bonnie Henry says, I mean, my new guru, you know, be kind. Yeah. Be kind. Just be kind. People respond to kindness, man. You know? Yes, they do. <laughs> and we need it now more than ever. And you know what's really something inspiring and, and impressive? Um, I think kind of my gen, like the millennials and, and a little bit younger, they we went through where we got bombarded by social media so much yeah. and we kind of lost some connection. But there's teenagers yeah. right now all over the world that are doing really neat projects where they're putting yeah. their phone down for a minute or using it for yeah. socially conscious things and helping yeah. I know that was a garbage cleanup where they were teenage groups were posting teenage groups were posting pictures of where people had dumped garbage in nature, the before cleaning it up. And then the after of them with, and I was just like, they're doing this on their own. They don't even need us. We just need to be open to talking about it and and see what their beautiful young minds are creating. And guys, if you're listening, you can create anything you want. Just find something you're passionate about. Find the right people around you, you know, truly don't listen to the bullies. (laughs) Yeah, but I think honestly, just to end on a positive note here, because we've given a lot of airtime to the actual bully piece, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, when I posted my vlog, I had dozens of people reach out to me offering to help me. And if that isn't truly an indicator of, you know, A, I'm so blessed to be surrounded by, you know, my Facebook buddies and my and my peer group that are offering to help me when I posted that. Um, vlog of how I was uh, how I was targeted but I mean truly it it really does go to the fact that I think essentially and quintessentially we are we we do try to do our best really Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah totally and I always ask this question we have when we have 30 seconds left in the show oh no 
if the <laughs> now you kind of had this a tiny tiny on a very tiny scale but right now if you get if imagine the whole world all nine billion people or whoever yeah. many there are in it had to sit down shut up and listen to one thing you had to say to the world what would it be Ooh, <laughs> i think we're going to go back to the kindness piece shift judgment to curiosity and let's just be kind to one another honestly i i um we all deserve some empathy and we all deserve to give empathy. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kaylee. And uh, thanks for having great. me. It was great. That was a great chat. We should do it again. Yeah, definitely. Hey, we can do it after the show's over too. We can pour a glass of wine and keep going if you want. All right. It sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, thanks again to Voice America for allowing us to host this show. Thanks to Kaylee yes, thank so much for inspiring us all for the last 40 days. It was amazing. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 100%. See you all same time, same place, Monday Live at 5 with Voice America. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.